You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome back to another Page Turner with Big Dog and Lil Stuff. I'm Stephanie Menard. I am Tom Hutchison. And we don't have the coronavirus yet. I'm no, I am yet, safely, just in case. <laughs> I am safely tucked away in a house uh, by a lake that will be not named. Um, <laughs> I, I, ha- I am fine. I'm, do- I'm doing fine. I am too. Actually, uh, <laughs> uh, before I came here, I went to go vote and I was looking online and people were like, you know, make sure you bring hand sanitizer to the voting polls or bring your own pen. And it was funny because when I got there, there was like nobody there. And they had hand sanitizer at the first table table where you fill out your um your little voter registration card. And then at the table where you like get your actual ballot, they had like wet wipes. Um, And then okay. at the third table where they like take your voter registration and have you feed your card into the machine, they had uh, more wet wipes. So they were like being very, and this is Michigan, you know, like we don't even have an issue really with it here. So they were like being very cautious, but I touched well, everything. And yeah, no, nobody travels to Michigan really for any purpose. So we should be fine for a while. Right? People, people go away from Michigan, yeah. yes. <laughs> especially during this time of year. <laughs> They're like, peace out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we're safe. I think we're good. But speaking of the, what is it called? COVID-19. Um, there was that big announcement several days ago about um, Emerald City Comic Con uh, rescheduling due to um, there, a, there being a risk of an outbreak or there is several cases um, of the the illness out there. And so they canceled this huge, huge convention that actually like affects a lot of people that I know. Um, sure. Postponed. Were... They did postpone it. They said they're going to attempt to do it sometime this summer, I guess is, is the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was a big deal, especially since it, it, they canceled it like almost right on top of it, like a week out or something. So, yeah. um, but I mean, that was, that was also, uh, because there were so many vendors just pulling out. I mean, it got to a point where, you know, you realize we're not even going to have a show because nobody's going to be here as far as a vending standpoint. So that was probably more their their reasoning than than even the virus was. You know, everybody else was just like, yoink, we're gone. Sorry, guys. Yeah, and they had, I mean, they had some big uh, retailers pull out, like pretty. Oh quickly. yeah, retailers, publishers. I mean, there were huge chunks of of the show that we're not going. So, um, you know, and, and again, with, with, you know, a week or two, uh, uh, to, to kind of fix that, um, sure. There's probably a waiting list, but to, to suddenly be tapping on people's shoulders and be like, Hey, yo, come to Seattle, you know, in two weeks and, and take this spot. That's just not going to happen. That's going to be very difficult to fill all those gaps. Oh, right. Um, yeah. And so, so yeah. So basically you're talking about a show that's going to have giant, gaps on the floor and uh they decided nah we're gonna we're gonna shut this down and which you know we were talking a little bit about this before we started um the show but like i can see both sides of it i understand because there i don't even remember how many cases that there are in that area but they had a decent number of cases so i can understand people being worried but then again i also see how this affects you know especially people who are like small press and who are like independent creators that are, you know, that do ECCC. And this is like a big show. So having, even though they're rescheduling it, people were counting on, um, 
you know, making this trip and making a certain amount of money. And, you know, so it kind of it's like I understand both sides of it and I don't want people to get sick. But I also understand why people are so frustrated over it. Yeah. I mean, anybody that pulled out, you know, they're making the decision for themselves. Hey, the the, whatever money we're going to make is not going to be worth the risk or whatever. Um, But in doing that, you also cause a ripple effect that which is what we ended up with. You know, if, if the show ends up saying, well, you know, Marvel's not here and Dark Horse isn't here and CGC isn't here and this artist and this artist and this artist, I mean, it, it starts to become a non-show. And uh, you almost, in that situation, force the show to shut down um, because they, they wouldn't have a show. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a weird sort of multi-layered thing um, that kind of runs into the sort of the panic that we're in right now um, over this, this virus that, uh, you know, it's, it's not good, but you know, this isn't the plague either. I mean, we're not dropping like flies every time somebody gets this, this, you know, flu. Um, so I get it. And, and Seattle definitely had more cases than, you know, other places. Um, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a travel hub, so that's going to happen. Um, but, uh, it, it is a shame that it went down like that. And, uh, hopefully, Emerald will figure out a way to put the show on this summer at a time that isn't going to be problematic with all the other shows this summer because, you know, they kind of start con season in March with that big show. And uh, um, as you come into the this, this full spring and summer, uh, you know, there's just more and more shows. So they're going to have to be really, really careful in how they pick their dates because people are already signed up for other shows. So, mm-hmm. um you know, travel and, and making time to get out there and back and all that is going to be very difficult. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it gets, you know, there's a lot of conventions now. So and yeah, it, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> lies. It's all lies. Since when? There's like Since only when? five. It's not a big deal. Uh, <laughs> and well, and like every year, I swear to God, they're having people sign up for conventions like a year before, like as soon as the, you just did the show, they're like, sign up for the next year or the tables are yeah. going to sell out. <laughs> so people yeah. have their convention schedules pretty much like nailed down right. um, pretty early now. It's kind of just how it's had to be. So, yeah, it's going to be kind of difficult to, you know, find find a good time that's going to suit the most people for that. So good luck to them. And I feel sorry again for all of my I've had um. We'll segue into this because this is something that that you had brought up earlier. Um, I have a lot of friends who are doing like stuff now online. Like, um, since I'm not going to be at ECCC, I'm taking on commissions. Um, this is my commission drive, and so they're doing it through like Facebook or right. Instagram. Um, and I mean, you've been doing basically an online comic book convention for a while. Yeah, I've been doing it now for for over a year. Um, And even before that, I was talking to retailers and and creators and stuff about different ways to do things and and how the Internet is. I mean, we all know the Internet is changing everything, but um, it, it always feels to me like the industry as a whole is like five years behind where they should be. Um, there are things that I've been talking about for, for five or more years that are now coming to pass. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I'm like, God, man, what, what it, it literally takes dramatic, huge things to make a shift in this industry. 
And this type of a thing, this convention canceling is, is going to be one of those things that immediately people are like, oh, crap, how do we – how do we do business if with more of these cons? And it was it was more of like a what if more of these cons go down versus just the single one, and and it's it's a it's a viable thing. But yeah, I mean I've been doing this um, uh, along with a, a group of other people called the Comic Book Shopping Network, CBSN. There's a, a Facebook group. Um, it's about a dozen retailers. I'm the only publisher there at the at the moment. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm not. Uh, we just had uh, Coffin Comics just joined us too. So, oh, cool. um, we have Big Dog Inc. and Coffin, uh, along with Jesse James Comics, Space Cadets, um, Rupp's Comics from from down your way, Ohio, and uh, uh, you know all of that. So it's it's a uh, basically it's the idea is think of the home shopping network, you know, on your TV, um, but it's comics, it's comics retailers doing live selling shows. Not quite 24 hours a day, but basically, you know, noonish to midnightish. You'll be able to, depending on your time zones, um, you'll be able to jump on, and there'll be some element of a live selling show, uh, selling Marvel, DC, old, new, um, and then for me, and and uh, in some cases with Coffin as well. Um, you know, we're just selling our stuff. You know, I don't sell Marvel stuff because I don't make Marvel stuff. So. Um, you know, with Big Dog Inc., I do a live show every Wednesday night, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern time. And uh, all you got to do is join the group, um, pop on in. There's like three questions that you have to answer to make sure you're not like a robot and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's very simple, straightforward stuff. And um, and I've been doing that now for, for over a year. And doing that immediately changed my entire perspective on – what it is I'm doing from a convention standpoint, because now I can literally turn on my phone and be directly connected with, you know, at least a portion of my fan base, certainly not everybody because not everybody's part of the group, but, um, with, with a a large enough segment of the fan base, uh, and in addition, the other people that are part of the group that don't know who big dog is, we've, we've grown this group over the last year. You know, there's people that have come in because they've been watching Jesse James or Jen King on space cadets show. And then they see me Wednesday night and they're like, well, what's big dog Inc. And they come and figure it out. And all of a sudden I have a new fan. Mm -hmm. So, um, so the group format is, is really kind of a key thing. Uh, uh, that's how you kind of, that's how you're going to grow yourself. Um, but yeah, I do it every Wednesday night and, and for two hours and it's been fantastic. And and I've gone from doing 20 shows a year to doing about five. Um, so the internet is going to change everything. Now we all know that cons, uh, you know, one of the key elements is that face-to-face meeting, getting those signatures, um, you know, especially if you're grading stuff, you have to get it authenticated and all that kind of thing. But, right. um, but in the end, you know, one of the key things used to be like when I started 10 years ago, uh, one of the key things used to be, for example, um, convention exclusives. Uh, so you'd go to ECCC and you'd have an exclusive for the people at the show. And generally you'd sell out pretty quickly or you'd only have a handful left when you were done. But even as, as few as like five years ago, um, that all changed because the internet changed and because the conventions themselves changed. They went from being comic cons to being pop culture cons and bringing in the walking dead and movie stars and so on. And all of the attendance base started to change. And so you'd go there with your exclusive comic, you wouldn't sell out. And then you'd put the remainder up on the internet for anyone to buy. If you're in Seattle, 
for this this thing and they're living in New York and Florida, well, now they can just buy it at home. They don't even have to come to the con. And that's when I started to see the shift in everything. And you're talking about five years ago now. I'm like, God, you know, everything is changing. The internet is changing everything that we do. Right. And, uh, and, and I, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm, I'm, you know, the, the leader of the pack here as far as doing stuff online. Cause there've been plenty of, of publishers and, and creators that have sort of, uh, uh, adjusted to this, even, even in some cases faster than I have. Um, but as a whole, the industry is way behind where we should be, uh, as far as anything goes. Um, you know, the idea of the, the, the basic, um, creator to diamond to retailer to customer is kind of falling apart uh, because I can sell directly to my customers now. Uh, and that is really one of the big keys to, you know, the comic book sales issues um, is people aren't going to comic book stores anymore. They can get all of this stuff online. They don't literally have, they literally don't have to go to a comic book store and they can get anything they want. Right. You know, there's all kinds of places, even new issues. They, there's all kinds of websites that sell new issues. So um, the Internet's changing everything, and and the wise creators are going to be aware of it and take advantage of, of everything that they can. Absolutely. Well, and now – and I've been watching, like, what you've been doing. I, I've popped in a couple of times just to check – you know, check out when you're like going live or whatever. Um, And it's, it's a really good concept. I think that, you know, especially in, in the culture that we're living in, I mean, all of us are like, I swear to God, like obsessed with Facebook, even if we don't want to be like, it just, especially people who are into like comics or people who work in comics, we use it for marketing, you know? So there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that you can reach through sure. Facebook. So it's a great tool and it seems like you're using it in, you know, a smart way. So people should well, uh, pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, this is another example of, of internet change. The uh, Facebook has changed what it is. I mean, it used to be the new MySpace. Hey, we're going to get on there. We're going to show ourselves doing dumb things and we're going to have our social whatever. Um, but Facebook has shifted from a you know, we'll call it a social media thing. It is still social media, but it's really become more of a promotional tool than it is quote unquote social media. Um, yes, we still take pictures of, of our food when we're at cons and and we do all of that thing, but it's, it's reach and it's connection is far different now than when it began. Um, and, and again, all of these, uh, all of these these media tools are changing what they are. I mean, there, there's there's guys that I know that are using LinkedIn now to to push content on LinkedIn. It's not just simply here's my resume and let's connect with with other business people. It's like there's content on LinkedIn now. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, that's so, bizarre. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's crazy. It's crazy, and and um, it's really hard to keep up with it. So you kind of either need to have a team helping you, or you kind of have to focus on a couple of things yourself and and really make those you know work to the best possible way they can for you. Um, but everything right now is in flux from from basic distribution to uh, the internet uh, to all of these sites that you're using. They're not going to be used the same way in a couple of years. Um, it's it's all crazy, but. Uh, it's also creating essentially a, a wild west for creators to kind of be everywhere uh, to, you know, within their ability to be everywhere and do whatever they want whenever they want. There's no more gates anymore 
to to do anything. You know, people are like, oh, I didn't get into this convention. So what? Your convention is on your phone, dude. Right. Go connect to your fans today and sell them a book or tell them what you're doing next or whatever it happens to be. There is no gatekeeping anymore anywhere in the world of creation. And uh, if, if you think you're being held back, uh, you need to look at yourself before you're looking at external forces. I like that. That's true. And I think a lot of people – we're so used to the traditional model, like, okay, you show yes. up at a convention, you, you know, you do a Kickstarter. Okay. Like that's how things have been, have been done. And so we get kind of locked into this is how we do it. And I like how you said it's like the wild west out there because it, it kind of is. And you can try really anything. What's the worst that's going to happen? It doesn't work. Okay. You that's try right. something else. That's like, right. Whoop, that's you right. didn't lose anything. To try, you know. Yeah, you may have lost some time, but in 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 failing, we'll call it failing, quote unquote. In failing, you learn. Okay, that doesn't work, so I'm going to try something else. And if you fail again, well, that doesn't work. I'm going to try something else. Eventually, you find the things that start working for you or your fan base or or whatever it is that you need to be, you know, sort of straightening out. Um, but you know, nothing is a uh, an immediate start another and you don't turn it on and be like oh i win i i'm buying a boat tomorrow like that doesn't happen you still have to build your fan base and and do all of the things that you used to do or or that you watched you know your predecessors do at cons at uh, uh comic book stores and so on you still have to do all of that but you can do it now in very very different ways and reach very, very different audiences, a Facebook audience, an Instagram audience, a Snapchat audience, a convention audience. Um, those are all different audiences. And every time you tap into one of those, you have the ability to reach different people. Um, it's like we've kind of talked about this before with with like variant covers with comics. It's like there's a reader audience that just wants to read the book. There is a collector audience that wants to collect the book. There is an art collector audience that only cares about what's on the cover and so on and so on and so on. And uh, again, if you can tap into each of those audiences a little bit more each time, you're going to be selling more books. Um, who cares if the guy doesn't ever read your book? He still bought it. Now, as a writer, that sounds really crummy because we want everybody to read our stories. But ultimately, somebody bought your book. And that's the end goal. So don't worry about how that has to happen. Just make it happen. Yep. No, I, I like it. And definitely, you know, changing the way that we do things um, as well, you as a publisher or, you know, myself as a, well, I guess I, I guess I can't call myself an independent creator anymore because all my stuff got picked up by a publisher, but I'm you're still an independent creator. Well, yeah, that, you're right. Absolutely. You are. Yeah, I of still, course. I still just, be, own just because myself. you have a, a publishing umbrella doesn't mean you're, you're not an independent creator. That would be, that would be saying that all of the image guys are not independent creators. anymore. Yeah, that's true. It, it just feels <laughs> weird to say it now. Cause I'm like, Oh, all my books are pretty much with, uh, there are still a few that, um, you know, like I've done anthologies and stuff that are sure. through other publishers. Uh, so I, Obviously, they're not all through uh, Rocketing Studios, but that's where most of my stuff is now. So, yeah, but I, you're making it. That is just true. because just because they're publishing it doesn't mean you're not making it. Yeah, I'm that's making right. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So, um, 
I, I know this is kind of a, a change in subject, but um, I just wanted to touch on the um, for people who are, are first trying to get into comics, whether it be comic reviewing, whether it be, you know, writing, being an artist, being an editor, anything like that. If you're new to working in comics and you are, you know, you go to conventions, maybe you're meeting new people, um, people are interested in what you're doing. Just um, <laughs> throwing a warning out there because I learned the hard way um, that you cannot trust just anyone. <laughs> and uh, just to make sure, um, do your research before you start working with somebody, make sure that they're legitimate, that they have a good track record of how they treat their employees, or if it's just another artist, like people that they've worked with, um, you know, get a contract. If they say they're going to pay you and they don't pay you, like just stop working for them. Don't give them another chance. Uh, just protect yourself. That it's just, I, uh, yeah, just protect yourself. <laughs> Yeah, it's sort of a buyer beware situation, you know, yeah. try and try and figure out as much as you can uh, before you go into a, a business situation with somebody. Yeah, it's just a, you know, my PSA of the day. I'm um, just just, yeah. you know, sometimes when things seem too good to be true, it's usually because they are. So um, just be aware that not everything is exactly as it sounds like it's going to be. <laughs> Unfortunately, and rant. No, that wasn't even really a rant. It could have been worse, but you know, <laughs> I just snorted. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God, I don't think yeah, I've that done was, that. That wasn't a rant. That was more just like a PSA. Like, oh, yeah. side note, um, do some homework. Co cover your ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to say it. Just cover your ass. <laughs> so you're back in Michigan now. You've traveled uh back across the country. I have, yeah. I have. What was what was that whole thing like for you? Because I know didn't did you do like a convention or like a signing on the way back? Yeah, I did a signing in Texas. Um ah. uh Jen King, one of the the comic book shopping network retailers. Uh she has a shop in Texas. Um, near, near, um, near Houston. I can't think of the actual city. It's a smaller city, very close to Houston. Uh, it's called space cadets. Um, really cool store. Uh, she is very, very, uh, indie friendly. So it's not just Marvel and DC. You go in there and there's like these walls of like, uh, boom and IDW and Zenoscope and Valiant. And it's just like, wow, this is, this is like, this is how you do comics, man. Right. Um, and she even told me that uh, uh, once she started doing these like these boutique areas around her store, that it just it opened up everybody's eyes. It opened up all of her customers' eyes. Everything. I mean, um, you know, you hear about these guys that are like, "Oh man, you need to be putting your logo on the top of the book, not at the bottom," because when we stack these books, they can't. I'm just like, no, stop stacking books. We make these covers for a reason. Mm -hmm. show the damn covers. If you can't show your covers, get better display stuff, comic book stores. Right. I know you guys carry a lot of crap, but um, seriously, we're, we're doing these covers because we believe they will help you sell comics. So if all you're trying to display is a logo, you're, you're taking away half of your selling ability. Um, 
simple as that. So when she did these boutiques, I mean, they look awesome. And, and she immediately found people being drawn to this art and these characters. And I was like, that's exactly 100% the point. So Space Cadets in uh, near Houston, Texas, if you are close by, go check it out. They do tons of toys. They do tons of comics. Um, they do signings and stuff there uh, quite often. And again, she is part of the comic book shopping network, CBSN, uh, on Facebook too. So she does, I don't know, two or three shows a week at least. So, um, you know, come, come check us out. So yeah, I did that. I did the travel, uh, got here on Saturday and just kind of been mellow for a couple of days. Um, but I don't really have that much mellow time because I have things to do. We're, we're sending files over to the printer for, for Scheherazade that we just finished the, the Kickstarter. We're sending files over already, which is great, which means we're on time. Um, Penny for your soul seven is catching up. We're sending that to the printer. So it's going to be a very busy April with shipping all of that and then launching, uh, princesses versus zombies in April. So, um, it's busy, busy, busy time right now. Um, so I looked up space cadets by the way, because I was curious, um, and they do have a virtual tour on their website. So I'm actually looking inside this comic shop right now and it's gorgeous. I love it. it. Like it, it's very like inviting to walk into. Yep. It's very bright. Yep. Um, all the covers are like. I mean, I'm looking at. She's wow. This is a really big comic shop. Yeah, it is compared it is. to most that I <laughs> that I've been to. But yeah, no, it's gorgeous. I can see. I can see what you're saying. Now I want to go visit, and I need a reason to go to Texas. <laughs> go do a signing. I, there we go. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to call him and just be like, hey, you don't know me, but I think your shop is pretty. Can I, like, come hang out and, like, sell comics and stuff? Just just drop my name. You'll be fine. Right. I'm like, I know this guy. You may have heard of him. No. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> but, yeah, I had to I had to check um, out their website. I'm always looking, you know, comic shops. Unfortunately, in my area, um, we have, like, one one big, big one. Um, Big Ben, uh, Big Ben's Comic Oasis, and that's a sure, yeah. It's a pretty, it's a pretty nice shop, and everybody that works there is really cool. Um, and then we have Big uh, Ben's is great, yeah. And then we have uh, Green Brain that's in Dearborn, but those are like, and even Green Brain, like it's a nice shop. It's just kind of small, right? Um, seeing these bigger shops that are having success because I've seen plenty of of shops that had like, you know, great staff great product but they just weren't doing well and they've had to close down and it's such a bummer because you know obviously it's it's nice to have um you know these these great shops with really knowledgeable people but unless you've got your marketing down you're so people are getting their content from other places and stores you're so right when you said that and yeah. There's so many places that you can get it from now that, yeah, nobody wants to go into a tiny little shop that like everything's not organized or it's just like a bunch of long boxes and you have to sit in the middle of an aisle that's like three feet wide <laughs> and like pull out the box. I mean, some people don't mind doing that. I do, however. Um, but yeah. Like- yeah, it, it kind of t- – I mean you kind of <sighs> – comics are tough, man. They're really tough and I, I don't envy the retailers because they have so much – to kind of figure out from just from ordering, what are they supposed to order? Uh, Cause customers, they're not good at telling their stores, Hey, I want this. They just kind of walk in and expect it to be there, which is the worst, um, which is why most indie books can't get numbers in sales because 
people simply won't go talk to the comic store and say, hey, I want Legend of Oz. I want Big Dog Inc. stuff. They won't tell them that. Um, but because of that, that's the whole cyclical thing. Because of that, now they just come straight to us and they're like, oh, well, I can just buy it right from Tom. Well, yeah, you can. Sure. Um, so it's a very, very tricky position that they are in because the 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 Internet is taking business away from them, from the brick and mortars. So what you're going to start to see uh, in my mind is the stores that are going to survive are the ones that understand uh, the comics basically have no interactivity. You sit there with a comic and you read it by yourself and you're done and you go on to your next comic. It's, it's not like a video game where it's, you know, people are there and you're watching somebody play or you're playing it against somebody. So the stores that are going to survive, I think are the ones that can understand how to make comics interactive, which is where you start to see stores that do signings and just do party events. And, you know, when something is released, you invite your customers in, hey, we're going to do this Batman day and, you know, come on in and, and we're going to do a Batman day thing. But most stores don't have that forward thinking. And mm. those are the stores that you start to see fall by the wayside, unfortunately, because um, it takes more now to have a retail store, uh, particularly within within comics and within entertainment in general. Than just saying, hey, it's Wednesday, new comics are here. I mean, that's one day a week. What are you doing with the other six days of your time? Right. Um, well, and um, a good friend of mine, I, I just had a signing at his shop with Cafe Macabre like a couple of months ago, and they're actually closing their brick and mortar and doing everything online um, yeah. because it made the most like fiscal sense. And their shop, completely impeccably gorgeous everything was front i mean it was just a beautiful shop but it just makes more sense for his shop to do it all online yeah when so, you're a brick and mortar and you have an immediate two or three thousand dollar rent bill plus your electric right off the bat before you've ever opened your doors mm -hmm. um that's brutal and you have to sell a lot of $4 comics to make, you know, $3,000. Um, it's very difficult. And, uh, uh, you know, mail order has been a thing for a long, long, long time. Um, but the Internet is now allowing mail order to shift and change and become far more pervasive in our buying habits. Uh, you know, look, I mean, look at Amazon Prime. I mean, good Lord. You can go on Amazon right now and have something – delivered to you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I mean, and if you, in some cases, if you order it early enough in the day, you can have it that night. It's nuts. It, and so yeah, everything. I use that a lot. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I've got a problem. <laughs> and that's the whole point. <laughs> it, that's the thing. It's, 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 and it's no different than me being available, uh, you know, almost 24 seven essentially, because people can Facebook message me if they want and be like, Hey Tom, do you have this book or, you know, whatever you're doing? Um, I am almost I am accessible virtually 24/7 at this point because of social media and in many cases that that uh that connection is hey I want to get a book um do you have this thing I don't see it on your site do you have it in a box somewhere maybe or you know what are you going to do on Wednesday night on your show or you know whatever so the internet is changing everything i mean even even as far back to to uh to when i started creating books most of the artists that i work with i have never met because they're in other countries and yet i still get to work with them and without the internet that would have never happened 
No, so, that's one of the most amazing things about the internet is being able to tap into the the creative talent that like the, there's uh, amazing talent everywhere. Like my my favorite uh, artist right now is in Russia. I work with him. Like I talk to him like almost every day, and like we work. We've been working together for years, and this is somebody I have never met and may never meet. But right. you know, like yes, it's opened up like this great uh, pool of artistic talent that you know, we might not have been able to tap into. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Internet. <laughs> Thank you, Al Gore. <laughs> right. For creating the Internet. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> if not for Al Gore, Big Dog Inc. might not exist. I, that's so great. Thank you, Al Gore. What a good man. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so you're going to have to... um I mean, we don't have to talk about it right now, but you'll have to send me the information on how to um, possibly connect up with this um, online uh, sales thing that you guys do, because I'm interested. Um, it's and- it's super easy. And in fact, we have a, a this might actually be if you're interested in doing something, we might be able to work this out for you. We, I created so Jesse James, Chris Yone, he created the comic book shopping network uh, along with Jen King and, and so on, a couple of groups. And then they invited me to come in. Um but when I was working with him um, and I became kind of one of the lead, you know, guys as far as like thought process and how do we do this and what, what you know, how do we present ourselves and so on. Um, I was like, well, we, you know, I think we're missing something here because we have retailers, we have publishers, you know, we have uh, we have uh, uh, Jimmy J who does conventions. So we have sort of this big mix of things, but we don't have one thing. And he was like, what don't we have? I said, we don't have Artist Alley. And he said, oh, my God, that's brilliant. And so I created the Artist Alley Shopping Network, um, which has been going now for uh, about nine months. And we've got – I think we've got eight artists now, uh, one writer uh, who are basically doing what I did. They're doing live shows. Uh, they're selling their books. They're they're talking about their events. They're talking about what their projects are. And in their case, they also do live drawing. Uh, which is something that, that, you know, we can't do as, as publishers, that's their advantage is they get to sit and draw and take commissions and, and do whatever. So we're basically already creating the online comic convention experience through comic book shopping network, through artist alley shopping network. So, uh, if anyone wants to join these groups and, and this is for you too, Steph, basically you just go to Facebook, you type in comic book shopping network, CBSN. And it'll pop up and you'll find us and you'll see there'll be like a a bright orange logo and you'll just click it, join the group. Same with Artist Alley Shopping Network. Artist Alley Shopping Network, you'll see it, it'll pop up. We have uh, logos that are similar in each one so that we show that we're branding together. And uh, just join. There's Like I said, there's three questions. They're super easy um, just so we don't get a lot of bots in there because we kind of – we really want to vet the people that are in there. and uh, and then you can watch the shows and you can take part. Basically, people will go live. Uh, you will go and you'll click on their live video. You'll enter their their basically their room, quote unquote, and you can comment. You can call out what you want. Hey, I want that book. And, you know, Jesse Witcham will say, OK, it's yours. Uh, Steph will set it aside for you. Um, you know, arrange payments through PayPal, all that kind of stuff. It's super easy. And uh, and it's it's growing. It's growing by leaps and bounds uh, in both categories. Um, we have over 2000 people on the combo shopping network. We have almost 800 now on the artist alley shopping network. So, again, you're talking about focused groups where somebody comes on. And even if the group members don't know who you are, they've just been announced that, oh, hey, 
Tom Hutchison is on uh, Comic Book Shopping Network. Oh, hey, uh, Monty Moore is on um, uh, Artist Alley Shopping Network. Vince Hernandez is on Artist Alley Shopping Network. And they get an announcement in their little Facebook feed. And they go, oh, what's what's that? And they go figure out what's going on. So that's the that's the general gist of how to uh, get in uh, on those groups. Yeah, well, I already I just uh, tried to join my uh, it's it's pending. I answered my I did all that while you were talking. It took me like two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Bam. I see see you, Stephanie Menard. You are approved. (gasps) Yes. In. Yes, I'm in. That's how easy it is. It's just that easy. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'd like to thank God. Um, <laughs> that's so cool, though. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Cause, well, And I'm always looking for you know, new comic books and all that stuff. So for me, yes. I mean, not even just as a creator, but as a fan of comics, something like that is really cool. Because even when you go to conventions, you don't get to necessarily see a lot of these books, especially if they're independent creators, because if they're not at the convention or if they're not in comic shops, then, you know, where, where are you going to see them? So this is a really, really cool uh, thing and people should check it out. And I'm going to check it out because I'm in. Yeah. It's super cool. It's super fun. Um, You'll, you'll, it might take you a couple of watches to kind of get the hang of it. Uh, and see how it works. But the, the artist alley one is much easier because most of the time these guys are just kind of drawing, um, and being like, Hey, you know, this is a cover for lady death or whatever. And you get to literally watch it happening if you want to sit there and watch them draw. Uh, but they'll also have their books They're like, Hey, we got these comps from our publisher and, you know, um, you know, we're doing Vampirella for Dynamite or whatever, and here's our stuff. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. It's fun. It's different. It is the next thing. Um, and even, even though we are doing this, we've been doing this for over a year. Uh, well, the CBSN has been around for over two years. Um, I've only been doing it for the past year. Uh, we're, we're always kind of trying to evolve it into, you know, what's next for us as well. So we're, we're kind of ahead of the game on a lot of this, um, which is good. We kind of want to be in front of that wave that's coming behind us now. Uh, so we have to keep sort of innovating and trying to figure out, you know, what's next for us too. Um, but it's, it's fun. And right now the, the goal is just simply, uh, uh, building the audience because the more people that we have in the group, the better for, for all of the artists and, and retailers involved. Absolutely. Now I think, I think you guys are onto something and I'm going to start like checking out like what people are doing in this, uh, artist alley group and, and, I like watching people draw. Like there are certain people. I have a friend who has a uh, Twitch. Um, Stephen. Oh gosh, I always screw up his last name, so I'm not going to say it. I don't want to screw it up again. He really what, what is, is. He's really my friend, and I really love him. And uh, he does a Twitch channel where he paints, okay. and it's it's something pretty special. And I'll, you know, I'm going to look it up, and then I'll let you know so that you guys can check it out because he's um he does um traditional horror so he does like a lot of um frankenstein you know dracula stuff like that really talented um but there's a lot of people that do like twitch and stuff where you can like watch them paint but i i really like this you know it's essentially the same idea you know we're basically just doing twitch but on facebook um but we're also doing it in a way that Everybody should be able to build off of everybody else. So, and that's the point of the group is, is 
you know, Chris Enot will have a fan base. Monty Moore will have a fan base. Jesse Wichman will have a fan base. We get all of those fan bases blended into one group so that all of those guys, all of those, those followers will now get exposed to art that they didn't know. That's the whole point. You know, it's, right. it's one thing to follow somebody and just sort of, you know, hone in on them and be like, oh, I'm going to watch what they do. But, you know, hopefully, and this is the goal, hopefully the people that are in the group aren't just wearing blinders for their one artist. We want them to go see Nii. We want them to go see uh, Alfred Trujillo. We want them to go see Vince Hernandez, even though they don't know who they are. That's the goal, because that's how you expand uh, your your following base. Well, yeah. And I mean, it, it's such a, a nice way to be introduced to different, you know, artists and different styles. And it allows you to kind of, you know, maybe expand on like, okay, I like this style, but maybe there's other artists doing something similar that you would really like too. So it kind of opens you up to a bigger world of art, which is, I mean, that's ideal in my opinion. Right. <laughs> I like to look at pretty things. <laughs> <laughs> I like watching people do stuff that I can't do. So watching people draw or like, you know, do like sketch covers and stuff. I'm just like, oh, man, you're really talented. I'm jealous. But good for you. <laughs> good on you, man. <laughs> uh, so other than traveling and doing your um, in-store signing in Texas, anything else? Yeah. Anything else uh, fun going on? Not really. I mean, like I said, everything else is work at this point. It's it's a lot of work. Um, gearing up for shipping, gearing up for the next, uh, uh, gearing up for the next Kickstarter. Um, we are also actually gearing up for another little special event um, that we're going to be doing on May twenty second. Uh, we're doing some special covers um, and and some extra stuff for for that. We haven't really announced what that is yet. We're just kind of teasing it you know i it's funny that uh when i post this kind of stuff on facebook and, and so on everybody's like oh my god you're you're such a tease i'm like yeah i i am the burlesque of comic book marketing because <laughs> that is how i do things and they all know it and um you know you give a little bit here you give a little bit there and then when you're ready you take it all off um <laughs> So May 22nd, we're going to have a little, a little bonus fun coming along our way. Um, that will be, that'll be in addition to the Kickstarter that, uh, that, that begins in April and ends in May. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's just that at this point. Um, it's just keep, keep going and trying to get my infrastructure set because we've, we've fallen behind on things over the past couple of years and I don't like that. Um, so when we did Scheherazade this year, I was talking to Nia and I'm like, look, we got to be on schedule. Like, I don't want to be launching Princess versus Zombies in April if this book isn't done. I don't want overlap anymore. Right. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. So she hit her deadlines. It is being lettered right now. We're going to be sending the files like in a couple of days to the printer, like I said earlier. Um, so it will be shipping basically right before or right as – Princesses versus Zombies uh, uh, is going to Kickstarter. So um, that one is on schedule. Our first one of the year is on schedule. Like I said, Penny for Your Soul is done printing. So we're going to catch up on that, which means the only extraneous one is Oz, um, which is also almost done. So that one will be finishing this month, probably printing in April, 
and shipping probably in May. And then we'll be all caught up and, and moving ahead because uh, uh, Chow Mahato, who's doing art for Princesses vs. Zombies, he's already doing interiors on that. So we're way ahead on on that book. So nice. by the time it starts, you know, we're going to be probably at least halfway done with the book, if not, you know, into colors all the way. So, um, so yeah, so I'm excited to get the infrastructure back. That was my goal for 2020, which is our, our, our 10 year anniversary. I wanted our infrastructure back and working and making it streamlined because our customers who have supported me for the past three years in this new endeavor, uh, they have been very, very good about the delays that we've had. Uh, but I don't want delays anymore. I mean, obviously crap happens and sometimes it's unavoidable, but, uh, the more ahead you can get, the better, planning you can have the the better end result for the customer which is always the goal or at least it should be the goal right no absolutely that's that's the way to do it i'm i look at when kickstarters like don't overlap i that's how i run mine and like yeah that's that's got to be everybody's goal i mean it it, again sometimes it's going to happen i mean people get sick uh we had a printer actually one time drop out on us and i'm like oh my god i mean what what am I supposed to do at that point? So things happen. And and generally speaking, customers will understand. But right. uh, the more you can do to kind of avoid those problems, um, you know, just the better off you'll be. No, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going to be um, at Fantasticon Toledo this weekend um, at yeah. the Seagate Center on Saturday and Sunday. I think Saturday is 10 to 6 and Sunday is 10 to 5. And um, I don't have a lot of stuff left because uh, I got picked up by Rocketing Studios. So I'm just selling out of what I have left that like I printed under scapegoat sellout what a sellout you are i know i'm such a sellout i'm hoping to sell out you know that's (laughs) (laughs) that's the goal just Um, make sure you keep one of everything for your archives oh i've already done that i mean okay good Good, you know (laughs) i'm i'm pretty smart like that but the the vanity archive yes just you know so i can hold it in my hand when i need to like remind myself that i've done something with my life Um, and then I'm also actually doing a, a really cool event, um, March 27th, uh, with Rocket Inc. Studios. It's called, uh, Beer and Comics at Joe's. And, um, our friend Joe, uh, owns this amazing restaurant called Joe's Hamburgers. They have the best poutine that you can find in Michigan. Um, in my opinion, other people might not agree, but, um, so we're actually going there as, um, guests. It's a, a comic event. So, um, they're doing like a beer tasting. You get to meet and greet with like us and other local artists. Um, there's like comic trivia and like costume contests with like prizes. And, um, it's really cool. So you can get tickets, um, through, uh, Joe's hamburgers on there on Facebook. So the events on there and that's March 27th. Um, it's, the food's really good, and they usually have a decent selection of beer on tap. And um, I'm going to be there, so it'll be fun. I'm going to be scarfing poutine in in like the back corner, but it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a hungry little rat in the corner, like eyeballing everybody <laughs> all nervously. But you know, <laughs> such is life. <laughs> That's my life now. Uh, <laughs> oh man! But yeah, it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm tr- I'm looking at the potential for doing a launch party for Princess vs. Zombies somewhere. Um we did that for Shahrazad in January, which was a huge success. We had like I don't know, 30 people hanging out uh at Jesse James Comics, so that was huge fun. 
Um, so I'm kind of hoping we get to do that again somewhere. I'm not sure where it's going to happen. So I have to talk to a couple of comic stores out here, but, um, that is a possibility. So we'll see how that goes, but if not, then we'll do our, our normal, you know, live Facebook thing and, uh, <laughs> you know, the thing, <laughs> you know, yeah, thing and and you know we'll we'll have some some mock-ups so you guys can see what the books will look like in actual physical paper and uh, you know not just images and um, we actually ended up giving away all of our our Scheherazade mock-ups. We did that. We did a trivia night on uh, CBSN and um, gave away all of our our mock-ups. So they're you know that's the other part for the doghouse is you know it's not just simply pounding books into your face and being like you know bye bye bye. We have we have a good time and. Uh, we talk about stuff that's going on and, uh, we do trivia contests so you can win bonus things. And, um, and again, that's, that's how comic selling needs to be now. It, it needs to be an event, not just simply, uh, you know, sitting at a table, putting your books on the table and going, these are three bucks. Right. Take it home with you. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you gotta, I love we, a good we gotta event. Up. You we know? gotta level up. Yeah, no, I love that. And I, I think if we created that that culture of making more events like that, um, it would be a really good thing. I love, you know, meeting like-minded people too. And when you go to these types of events, you meet new people and, you know, you expose yourself to, to just different things and it's, it's good and you should do that. I mean, don't expose yourself to the uh, coronavirus, but like, or like expose yourself, you know, to people that don't want you to expose yourself because that is against the law. That's correct. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> other than that, well, I guess that about wraps up our show for today. Um, it was really good catching up with you and thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll be back in two weeks and um, we'll have more stuff to talk about. Maybe I'll have seen star Wars. Maybe so much to talk about. I know. Well, I'm actually looking forward to, cause, uh, you know, Toledo is my first convention of the year. So Good. You know, I've kind of been not pumped about doing conventions and I'm going to see if I still feel that way. It's been a few, it's been since November. <laughs> so I'm going to, you know, go give it a shot and we'll, you know, we'll check in in two weeks and I'll let you know how I feel about doing conventions at that Yeah, I, I think a lot of it depends on the result. You know, usually if the result's good, then you're excited about conventions. <laughs> yeah. I, well, well, there is... There have been exceptions, and that's only because I've been to certain conventions where maybe I haven't sold the most that I've ever sold, but I was treated like incredibly well by the staff, sure, and I met some sure. really cool people. Like, there are exceptions. I don't always say, oh, if I don't sell good, then this is a crappy con, because I've been to cons where I haven't really sold anything, but I had a really, really great time, and I networked, and I made the best of it, and still had you know a good time. So there's a lot of factors for me. We'll see. <laughs> I'm all really right. tired just thinking about it. But all right, you guys, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We will be back in two weeks. And until next time, be safe, isolate yourself, and quit buying all the freaking toilet paper. Like, what are you doing with that? That's, I, I don't even want to know. <laughs> we'll see you. We'll see you soon. <laughs>